Jeremiah 15 verse 20. Jeremiah 15 verse 20 and 21. I want you, each time you come to this our service, come with the Bible, come with the book to write. Because I will be teaching you. Most of us don't know what it is anymore. Now I want to uh, pray that God, I, I pray God gives us the grace so that I can complete this. Jeremiah 15, 20. One to go. Let's read. terrible. What is terrible? Listen. Redemption means to buy back or to take back what originally belongs to you. Write that down. Redemption. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to start this from redemption. Redemption means to buy back or to take what originally belongs to you. To take what originally belongs to you. Or redemption means a change of owners. A change of owners. A change of owners. That is, you are no more a product of darkness. You are no more a product of darkness. Now, why is it that every unbeliever is a product of darkness? If you have read your Bible, and those of you who have never read your Bible, who are not used to your Bible, let me explain. In Genesis, man defaulted or defrauded God by selling his birthright. What is his birthright? Birthright means your legal status or your place in a family. That means Adam sold our place, sold our place to the devil. Now, the question you must be asking is that, how did Adam do it? How did he do it? When God created Adam, Adam was the first man, and Eve was the first woman. Every first man or first woman so much is entrusted in their hands. The firstborn of every family, so much is entrusted. If you're the first boy in your family, so much has been given to you to do for God. That's why the Bible talks in the book of in the Old Testament, it asks them to bring in their first fruit. Their first fruit is what activates other fruits for God. So what the devil did was that the devil had to use 
what he knew from eternity past, which was the firstborn. And Adam was the first created being of God. So what he did was this. He allowed Adam to accept his cultural view about the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Let me tell you, everything in your life is either good or what? Or bad. What you do is that you activate the things by the things you do. So what Adam did was this. God gave him a clear instruction. He said, don't eat this fruit. Now, your question is that why did God not say, don't eat this seed? It means that anytime you do something that is contrary to God, it's already established to be cursed. It's already established to be judged by God. So what Adam did was this. Adam decided on his own to disobey God. To disobey means to take yourself away from God's presence. If I were you, I would write down. To disobey means to withdraw yourself from the presence of God. Anytime you disobey God, you are taking yourself away from the presence of God. You are telling God that his presence is not good enough for you. To rebel means you are fighting against God's command. Amen, somebody. I said amen, somebody. If you want to title this teaching, it's taking back, is my title. Taking it back. Now, the Bible says here in Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 20 or 21, say, I will deliver thee out of the hands of the wicked. Who is the wicked? Many of us think that it is our uncle, it's our auntie, it's our mother, it's our father. None of these people are wicked by nature. They can be influenced by satanic powers to be wicked. They can. If to influence means to control the decision of the mind. To influence means to control the decision of the mind. To influence means to control the decision of the mind. Anytime your mind is not renewed, any satanic power can control your decision. Somebody put your right hand on your chair and say, my decisions will not be controlled by the devil. Say it louder. So what Satan did was that Satan had to play with their minds. Like some of you right now, he's playing with your minds. But the Bible says that in 2 Corinthians chapter what? 10. It says, verse 3, it says, it cast down every word, imagination, image that becomes an action. Write that down. Image that becomes an action. It's a cast down every imagination. Image that becomes an action. 
He said, cast it down. You need to cast down that evil imagination. You need to, how do you cast down that evil imagination? Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's read from verse 3. How do you cast down evil imaginations? How do you cast them down? He said, verse 3 says what? Though, for though we walk in what? Talk to me. Though we walk in what? We do not walk. What, let me explain what that means. He said, now that you are living in a physical body that carries your spirit and your soul, your war is not against your flesh. Your war is not against your flesh. The war you are fighting is not against your flesh. Your flesh is the body that carries you. Then in verse 4 it says, For what? For the weapons of what? Are not what? Well, let me explain. It says for the equipment we use to war, it's not a fleshly one. Carnal means flesh. It said the weapons or the equipment we use in fighting is not the fleshly kind. So that means that whatever any man is doing, you cannot win that battle by fighting it on physical weapons. Then it goes down to say, but mighty through who? Mighty through who? To the what? To the pulling down. Now, let me explain what stronghold means. God knows that there are demonic activities. And for a demon to establish his presence, he must take a hold of something of you. Some of you are taking a hold of your mind in anger. Some of you are taking a hold of your mind in lies and deception. Once it takes a hold of that part of your life, what happens to it is this. It becomes a hold, it becomes strong in holding. Amen, somebody. I repeat myself. Stronghold means when the devil captures a part of you. And he holds it strong and don't want to let go. It is a stronghold. When you lie too much and you don't know why you tell a lie, he has captured your tongue and he has made it a hole. And it becomes a what? A stronghold. If you come to church late, he has captured your going to church and he has made it to be a hole. And he won't let go. It makes you always come late. It becomes what? A stronghold. If you don't pay tight by the reason of your excuses, he has captured your finances. And because the finances have been captured, he will hold it so strong and he will let go. 
That is a stronghold. If you are somebody who gossips, and gossip means to, to talk too much, to tell people what is not true. If Satan captures your mode of talking, anytime he captures something, he holds it strong. It becomes what? A stronghold. Let me explain this. Anytime Satan takes over any part of your life, he's ready to drag it back to hell. Anytime Satan takes a hold of any portion of your life, it's time to take it to hell. But somebody say, I am free. Say it loud. Say it loud. Say it loud. Say, I'm set free by the blood of Jesus. Okay, let's go to the book of Leviticus chapter 25, verse 25. Old Testament. Leviticus chapter 25, verse 25. Exodus. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. 25, verse 25. Leviticus chapter 25, verse 25. Okay. It says, if thy brother be waxing poor and had sold away some of his possession, and if any of his kin, that is his relatives, that word K-I-N means relatives, or anybody that is a part of their family, comes to redeem it. Then shall he redeem that which his brother was. So, now, let me explain what that scripture means. Most of you have sold your lives to the devil before I met you. Listen to me, look at me. Before you came here, an aspect of your life was sold to the devil. What a pastor's does is that he looks at the area of your life through the Holy Ghost. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, he begins to pray for that area in your life. Call what? Stronghold. And begin to demand that Satan should let go. Amen, somebody? I'm talking about redemption. So what Satan does is this. Satan does not easily let go. He keeps on fighting. Because he's a... A person who had been given the power to keep people in prison. When I teach you on the revelation of hell, I will show you some things. Why some people are saved, but they still practice evil. The reason is because Satan still wants them bound. So here in 25, 25 says, when his brother or any relative of his family that understands God, goes after their possession, he has the right to redeem them. So what Jesus did was that Jesus came as the second Adam. Somebody shout hallelujah. And somebody shout hallelujah. Jesus took the form of a man and what he decided to do, he was carried by Mary but was not impregnated by Joseph, 
but lived in Mary's womb for nine months and was born to this world. Now, what Jesus did was that the Bible says he had to take flesh for him to destroy the power of him that had us in bondage. Because Satan wanted somebody who was strong enough, who was God in incarnate, to come and set us free. So what God did was this. God said, all right, I'm going to send a, wo a, a, wo a, a woman. I'm going to send a woman to carry a baby. And in that baby shall be a God. That's why it's called Emmanuel. God with us. Somebody say, God is with me. Somebody shout and say, God is with me. Now, in redemption, God knew you were bound by something. Like some of you are still saying, well, I'm struggling with my whole life. The day God sets you free, all you need to do is stay away from that thing. If you know you are somebody who lies, stay away from friends who tell lies. Are you hearing me, somebody? When the Bible will say in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, if a man be in Christ, he's what? He's a new creature. What is a new creature? A new creature means somebody who has decided to stay away from his old past or his old nature. Somebody who has chosen to live according to the confines and the word of God. Amen, somebody? I said amen, somebody. Somebody say to yourself, I am free. The blood of Jesus has set me free. Now, redemption means God has brought us again to himself by the blood of Jesus. No man can be free without the blood of Jesus. No man. No man can be free without who? The blood of Jesus. What does the blood do? The blood was what God shared on Calvary for your sin. That is why the Bible says, as many that received him, to whom? To them he gave what? Power to be called what? The sons of God. Once you receive Jesus into your heart, God redeems you from your past. He buys you over from the, the slavery market of sin. That's why sin cannot have its portion in your life. Somebody say, I'm set free from sin. Somebody shout it. Say it like you mean it. So what God did was that he bought you from the market of sin. That's why the Bible says in Colossians 2.14, blotting out the handwriting of what? Of ordinance that was against you. The Bible said, what did he do? Nailing it on the cross. What did he nail? He took your sins and put it on the cross. And that's when he put it on the cross, he told the devil, say, that's where their sin is always going to be. And that's what the Bible says in 15, he said, after spoiling principalities and power, he made an open shore of them. What God did was this. Not only did he set you free, he told the whole world, you are no more a child of the devil. 
You belong to him. Somebody shout, I belong to God. Somebody shouted, I belong to God. Let's look at something else. Amen, somebody. Now, why did God have to redeem us? Why did God have to redeem you? Every person that was born, male or female, was going to hell. That's why he had to redeem us. Let me share something with you. Any little child that is here that is born, when he gets to the age of accountability, God will hold his sin on, his, on that child. Somebody said, but he never committed any sin. They were born in sin. God is going to hold them accountable for the sin of their parents. So what God is saying is this. Since all have sinned and have what? Caught short of his glory. What you need to do is that you need to show them the way out of sin. How do you show them the way out of sin? By showing them how to confess their sin to Jesus. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, says, If thou shalt believe in the heart, woe, Lord Jesus, and shalt confess with thy mouth that God raised him from the dead, what will happen? He shall be saved. Salvation comes by confession, but salvation can only be maintained by living up to the expectation of God. You cannot live out of God and expect God to save you. You cannot live out of God and do what? And expect God to save you. Let me, let me say this. There are, there are there is three kinds of sins. Categories of sin. There is the presence of sin. There's the power of sin. And there's the authority of sin. Present power and the authority. Three categories of sin. And there are two natures of sin. There are two natures of sin. Sin by omission. And sin by what? By commission. Sin of omission are sin that you commit without you knowing. Sin of commission are sin that you commit knowing that you are doing the wrong thing. The presence of sin, let me show you how the presence of sin is established. When you go to a wrong place where God did not lead you, you will commit sin. Like those of you who go to club and say you're trying to go preach to them in club. You are doing the wrong thing. They already have made up their mind that they are going to hell. Why are you going to preach to someone who has already made up their mind? That is the atmosphere of sin. There's nothing you are going to say that God will listen to you. Because most of all, if God is all powerful, why can you not listen to me in club? He didn't send you there. There is what we call influence. Be wise. Don't let the devil steal, steal your job. Most of you say, oh, I'm going to uh, my, my old boyfriend's house and preach to him. He will sleep with you. That's the preaching he will preach to you. Or I will go, uh, I will go to my grandmama's room. You know she has a pocket full of money. You will steal the money. Stop tempting God. 
Do not be deceived. What? God is. That's the presence of sin. Now, you have old friends. You know what you and those old friends did when you were in sin. Going back to them, you are going to commit sin. What was the second word after the presence of sin? What was the second one? The power of sin. The power of sin, how does he operate? When Satan keeps on playing with your mind, like most of you here, you don't know the word of God enough. That's why he's playing with your mind. How does he play with your mind? Or he, he keeps on suggesting things to you. What did Jesus do when Satan said, turn these stones to be bread? It is written. That's the only way you can break the power of sin. Go and know what the word of God say about different situations. Don't just say, pastor said, read it yourself. The power of sin is real. Satan will come against you on a daily basis. Some people say, oh, Satan walking on me. No, he's not walking on you. You are walking on yourself based on what he has told you. Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart. That's who you are. If you always think that you are a failure, you will always fail. Now, the other one, the last one is what? The authority of sin. What is the authority of sin? When Satan puts a stronghold on you. When you keep on doing the wrong thing, touching the wrong thing, believing the wrong thing, you will establish evil. Many of you today, because you cannot differentiate between truth and lies, Satan is playing with your mind. Because the only way he establishes authority is if you don't know the word of God. How is it that you don't know it? Satan will never tempt you beyond. God will not allow him to tempt you beyond what you know. But what you know that you do not understand, he will tempt you of it. What is killing most Christians today is that they are very lazy. When I say lazy, I find a lot of them. Do you know, how many of you read your Bible this morning? How many of you prayed this morning? How many of you woke up and said, thank you, Jesus? And you do it on a regular basis. Satan will not have a root in your life. But you only do it when you are convenient. Christianity are not for convenient people. Go and read your Bible. Some people risk their lives. Some people paid by blood. Some people were sawn apart. Some people were fed to the lions. Some were persecuted. As a matter of fact, Peter, that preached to 3,000 souls, was crucified upside down for Jesus. John, the beloved, the one that sleeps on Jesus' breast, was born in a hot pot of oil. Some of you, if they ever put, take you through that kind of thing, you are going to call pastor and say, Pastor, you wicked man. I know this Africa you're coming from. I know there's something wrong with that Africa. If, you, if you're mean over there, we ain't mean over here. You don't take all that. 
But you forget that it took Jesus' blood to set you free. Listen to me, church. Don't get involved in something that will not give God glory. Let me share one of the things that I know. Each time we pray for you and your blessing come, I notice this all the time. Once we pray, God blesses you. We don't see you again. You are attracting the authority of sin. Because before you know it, it becomes a stronghold in your life. Anytime God blesses you with something, you run away with the blessing. But in Jesus' name, I break it this morning. Amen. I open your mouth and shout amen. amen. I break it from your life this morning. Because if God will continue to bless you, you must continue doing the things he asks you to do. Some of you here didn't have job. God bless you with job, now you want to mess up the job. Some of you see that and say, oh, pastor talking to me. It's God talking to you. Bible says, do not harden your heart when he's talking to you. Because that might be your last opportunity to do right. Oh, Pastor prayer. It's not every prayer God hears the pastor when you are living in sin. I'm going to say, oh, Pastor, but why? You can't live in sin and enjoy God's blessing. There's no two ways about it. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. God does not like the sinner. But he, let me tell you something. Some people say God does not like the sin. He does not like the sinner too. Because the sinner stands against him. Bible says, for God so loved the world. He gave. When he gave Jesus, he gave you freedom. He gave you liberty and freedom. People mistake the freedom for liberty. The liberty is not to make you sin. The liberty is to make you serve God. I mean, something aches my heart. That means you don't know God. Paul said that I might know him. Look at the change that happened to Paul on the road of Damascus. The Bible says he met with God. In Acts of Apostles chapter 9. He said, who art thou that I might what? Myself thee. He, from that day, he took that message and became the apostle of faith. You sitting down here and complain every day. Why God has not? Why will God bless you when you know he will misuse his blessing? His blessing are not meant for swines. Are you hearing me, somebody? I will not be shocked if some of you lose your job. I won't because you are using it for the devil's product. God did not bless you for the devil to take credit. God did not bless you for the devil to take glory. God did not bless you for you to bless the devil. God blessed you for you to bless his kingdom. His kingdom is marching forward. The gates of hell can stand against it. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how you do it, God will be glorified. He will be glorified in the midst of the righteous. He will not be glorified in the midst of the unrighteous because God is a righteous God. If you play with him, he has asked me to tell you his still judgment is coming. But I pray this day in the name of above all name, in the name of Jesus, you will be in right standing before he judges you. Are you hearing me, somebody? Many people think that God will not. God will judge you. He will judge you of your sins. 
Somebody say, I will, I will play with sin. Sin is an enemy of success. The wages of sin is death. And the gift of God is an eternal life. Are you hearing me, somebody? If you know you live in sin, tell sin to leave you alone. If you know sin living your mother body, tell him it's time to leave me. Because God has set me free. Whosoever the son of man set him free, he's free indeed. You need to walk out of that sin. You need to tell that sin to leave you alone. You need to tell that sin, I reject you. Because Jesus, on the inside, walking on the outside, by his power, I am set free. By his grace, I am delivered. By his authority, I am marching forward. Nothing stops me because Jesus has set me free. I am free indeed. I am free indeed. I am free indeed. I am free indeed. I can't live like the world lives their life. I can't speak like the world speaks because I belong to God. Because I'm moving for God. Because I carry God. I speak in tongues. I know that God is on the inside of me. Seal, your power is broken. Your force is destroyed. I am marching forward. I am marching forward. I am moving out from this death. I am moving out from this disappointment. I am. I belong to God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Don't play with sin. It will kill you. You think you are doing God good. Oh, pastor will pray for me. Okay. What about the day he prays and God does not answer? Because you are going to give account of your life. Don't live your life countless. Give an account of everything you do. Many of you want to hide behind battle. I will pray for you. Don't do that. Somebody say, why? God did not come to pray for sinners that know the world. He called me to pray for those who do not know sin and in the coming sin. The Bible says that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of devil. Do you know that when you know sin and you commit sin, God does not hear your prayer? So why am I praying? So why am I praying? Don't miscount scriptures. I lived 28 years, going to the 29, knowing God. As my father, don't tempt him. Some of you like to tempt God. And you come and shout hallelujah. Why hallelujah are you shouting? Repent and tell God forgive my sins. Some of you come in and say, Pastor, why? You did, did you come into ministry to pray? I'm not a sinner prayer. I am here to establish God's kingdom. I'm not here to condone with sin. Say, so go and tell them. I will judge them. And I'm telling you this morning, he will judge you. His judgment is coming. I, I heard him clearly say, I will judge them. So when I'm telling you, stop, listen. The highest I can do is pray and fast. What about the days he said, I will hear you? It doesn't give you room to sin. Yes, you can make your mistakes. But don't take the sin and make a lot of it. We all make mistakes. I make them. But when you make a mistake, acknowledge a mistake, begin to repent that it doesn't hold the mistake of the sin on you. Some of you are boasting and say, I did it. 
He will judge you. He told me, he said, go tell them. I hate sin. That's why I died. Listen. No pastor wants you to go to hell. When we rebuke you, it's because of stupidity. Because we know what hell is all about. If you don't know, learn. If every time they are begging you, something is wrong with your Christianity. Everything they beg you, they beg you to do right. May devil take a hold of you so that you learn the, the truth. Because the other day he said, son, give it to me. I will, I will perfect them. He said, father, if you do it, they will wonder what is going on. I am the one standing again. I'm standing in your middle now. You open your mouth and talking nonsense. I'm the one standing between you and God. Because Moses stood and said, if you kill them, what would the Egyptians say? What would they say? They say you didn't have power to take them through. That's the same thing I said. I said, for mercy's sake, remember the Bible says, your mercy triumph over judgment. Father, don't look at it and say, because we are going somewhere. We make mistakes. I will dust them up and prepare them for what you want to do. He said, tell them I will judge them. If they don't preach about hell in this church, we do. Did you hear me say that? You will hear the message as long as you are under this ministry. You will hear hell and heaven. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to go behind any preacher because you give me tithe and offering. If your tithe is the one who will take me to heaven, don't give it to me. Because I, don't, I sure don't need it. Because I have lived with that tithe and offering and the Lord supply all our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. They don't like hearing this kind of message, but I preach it. I won't preach out. I won't be. I don't believe in your money. I believe in your soul. Your soul is as important as anything. What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? You talking trash. Listen, hey, you don't have any scripture that brings you back. If you go there, nobody brings you back. So begin to repent now in your heart if you live in sin. Because your day or your day of judgment will come. Not, I'm telling you when I'm saying this, he's coming. But my prayer this morning as a pastor, that it will not hit you. God will see blood and say, no, let me go by it. If you hearken today, if you hearken today, redemption, you lost it in the first, in the beginning. Why lose it again? Why lose it? When God said, don't be equally yoked, don't be equally yoked. But God is saying, don't live, with, don't live the way they live. Some of you talk the way they talk. Wash your mouth with holy water. Don't act like they act. You don't belong there. He bought you with the price. You are no more in that slave market. He bought you with a price. Some of you want, you are, all you are enjoying is pastor's grace. I will redraw it. Me, I, I've already started redrawing it. I don't go to another, there's anybody who does not deserve to redraw it. And I mean it, I'm telling you, I'm not, you know me, I don't laugh here. Because when I told you, told you, don't want to, I will redraw it. There's no two ways about it. And I will, the first thing I know God has redrawed, the thing has left to, is that problem will, problem will start to multiply. But that's not what we are here for. 
It's a two-way thing. You do right so I can pray right for you. Is that not how it works? When you make your mistake, you meet the pastor. Pastor, I made the mistake. He helps you out. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to judge you. But I'm here to show you how to do right. Some of you have done wrong, but do I hold against you? No, I didn't die for you. I'm only here representing Christ to show you how to live right. Don't take it as a right to live in a unrighteous. That's what I'm saying. Don't sit down here and begin to boast of your sin. Rather be remorse. Show remorseful attitude. That it is a sin this thing happened. Because I tell you tonight, I tell you today, if you don't repent and release God, because I've already made up my mind, I'm tired of it. I'm not going to stick anymore. I will release God. I'm, I'm not going to pray with anybody about this anymore. If you think you have got to try me. Because there's no way, if a pastor cannot talk against sin, that pastor has backslidden. Because we are agents of righteousness. Did you hear what I said? I'm an agent of truth. I'm not an agent of lies. I'm an agent of light, not an agent of darkness. I don't condone sin, but I show you how to come out from sin. Go understand it. The fact that you lie and I didn't look at you and say you were lying doesn't mean I didn't know. I just don't want to pull you by saying you lie. You make you fear me. He knows everything. I don't want to show you that. That's why I condone. I say, don't do this. It won't help you. But if you take it right, he will judge you. Holy Spirit, help us this morning. Let us not see ourselves to already have arrived. Let redemption come to us fully. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray this morning that you deliver us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Put your right hand on your chest, everybody. Whatever God is saying to you to repent, repent. Put your right hand on your chest. Whatever God is telling you to repent, repent now. It will help you. Confess that unconfessed sin. When I'm telling you to confess, confess. Today might be your last chance. Mother, you cannot confess for your child. Child, you can't confess for your mother. You have to confess individually. Confess your own sin. Ask God to help you. Ask God to help you. In Jesus' name. Everyone stand to your feet. Redemption. I'm going to teach about it. I'm going to continue it. I'm going to show you the different kind. Hold somebody. One person. Oh, make sure you hold one person. One person. Pray for that one person you are holding. That salvation will come their way. Salvation will come your way. Salvation. Pray. 
whole one person. A whole one person. A whole one person. Pray for that person you are holding. That God will help them. That they will live up to the expectation of his will. That nothing will overcome them or overtake them. Nothing will overtake them or overcome them. Pray for that person you are holding. That God's grace will rest upon them. That God's grace will overcome the power of sin in their lives. We will not look at it as a, a ticket. First John 1 9 will be a ticket for their sin. Father, I ask that none of them will be held under their sins. That today there will be a new day. All heads bow. All eyes closed. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. Why not all that thou art calling? Do not pass me by. Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. Why not that thou art calling? Please not pass me by. Each and every one of us, mostly the teenagers, that are living their life recklessly and wild, I send an Holy Ghost power to arrest them, that their lives will be in conformity to the Word of God. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Look at. Look at God, listen to me. God is about to rain judgment, but judgment can be reversed. Stand. Judgment can be reversed. God does not like to judge you. He likes to bless you. Let him bless you fully. Amen? Let's enjoy his blessing. That enjoy, that be under his wrath. Not good. Amen? Look at yourself say, I am better today. I'm renewed today. My life is turning around. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give Jesus a hand because he has done it again.